Welcome to the Andy Staples Show. We have a very, very special guest today. Uh, this man is a co-host of the only college football podcast. That's right, the only co- college football podcast, the Shutdown Full Cast. Uh, you also know him as at I can't even do this anymore, Spencer. EDSBS on Twitter. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. From the Moon Crew, you can join the Moon Crew Discord. Uh, and also, from what's going on this week, the Charity Bowl, the Charity Bowl, which basically pits college football fans against one another in an effort to raise the most money for a good cause. Spencer Hall, one of the greatest living sports writers. And I, do you hate when people call you a sports writer? Because that's not even uh, no, what you said. I just, I, I'm, I'm stunned that any, uh, like, I, I just like it when anyone, you know, after a year and a year in quarantine, and you know, like, kind of figuring out what to, what to do next. I like it when anyone remembers me. So thank you. I, I, I appreciate that. <laughs> well, it, it, it's interesting. I, I, Chris Camerani from the Athletic wrote a great story about you a few months ago, and he quoted me in it. And I, I just, I remember very vividly. When I was covering Florida for the Tampa Tribune, so this would be the mid-aughts, and yeah. my days were basically, I, I lived in a crummy apartment off 39th Avenue in Gainesville, so I, I would go to Panera Bread to work so I could have a change of scenery, and I would open my laptop, and I would go to everydayshouldbesaturday.com, and it was the first place I found where... I realized there were a bunch of people who watched college football and loved college football the way I did because my editors at the paper certainly did not. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I just, it, I was writing these stories that, that suited them. They were kind of, ah. Eh. But when you linked my Gators wear jean shorts story, when I tracked down the, the guy, the Georgia grad who originally coined the phrase yeah. in 1997, yeah. you linked that. I was like, oh my God, I've made it. I have finally made it. <laughs> well because you, that's what that was super culturally important man like that's see Good here's news. the other thing too is that i you always got and i think this goes for anybody who i i generally mess with right like anybody that i roll with and i think anybody who likes the stuff that i do um is that it's not it ain't that serious it's not like no. there's a whole there's a whole mess of world out there that's that's way more serious than this. But at the same time, like I don't, I never thought, you know, when people say you should, you know, stick to sports, I have no idea what that means because this is part of life. Like there are way more important things. But if you can't understand that a lot of the person that you are around sports is tied into the everything else, right? Like if you can't un- right. walk in and understand that the reason the SEC is so successful, um, there's actually a really bad reason the SEC is so successful. We prioritize football too much. We do. And we do it for a lot of reasons, not all of which are super great. And that's not, by the way, that's like, so you wait, know, you're that's, saying it, it just means more? Mo- more. It does mean more. And, <laughs> and you know, like I, I say that as somebody who's an accomplice, it's always going to yes. mean more to me. Well, and, 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 that, and that that ain't necessarily good. <laughs> well, and the thing is, this sport is just utterly ridiculous in yeah. every in every single way. Like uh, you know, you know how I feel about the the general rules. The I, I we're, we'll get to the charity bowl because there's something you do in the charity bowl that I love that subverts something I hate, and it makes it it makes me very happy every time I see it. Uh, but this sport is fundamentally ridiculous there is a Bullish, point yeah. where a bison drags people onto a football field mm-hmm. and everybody goes mm-hmm. crazy 
Like that is yep. that is a thing that happens seven times a year in this sport. Mm -hmm. um, also, just at root, the sport is insane. What are you going to do? Okay, so um, we have a ball. Okay, cool. Are we going to try to get the ball up and on the field? Mm -hmm. So we're just going to throw it back and forth and do it. No, no, no. Everyone has to stop. And we all have to freeze. And then one person gets to snap the ball. And what happens then? Do we all run around? No, we hit each other as hard <laughs> exactly. as we possibly can. You're like, that's, it, that doesn't seem like the way to actually do a sport. And they're like, it's great. <laughs> How did this spring up out of lacrosse country? That's, that, that is what I want to know. Because obviously <laughs> yeah. they, were, they were playing lacrosse at, at Princeton and Rutgers. And, and, and that is, you know, there was rugby. And there was, this, you had your rectangular field sports. It just yeah. it it's it's it is strange how it became the way it did with the pausing mm -hmm. and then the and then but my favorite part of the sport is no matter what time it is no matter what point in the sport we're at any change triggers the majority of fans to go well that's not how you do it and then within five <laughs> years that's how that's you do it, it. 1913 Notre Dame's throwing down the field against army. What is this sorcery? You know, and you know, 2007 Chip Kelly's running a, a hurry up all the time. What is this? Yeah. It's, it's always a, what is this sorcery moment? And then this is, this is just what everyone does. Yeah. And that's, that's if I think if I was to tell somebody listening to this, okay, what would you tell me about watching football? Because I can't claim to be an expert, but I can say this. I've watched enough football that I'm no longer an amateur. I'm not. I've watched way too much film. So I am I am in some sort of phantom zone between being somebody who never played. You played, so you have the I, I, I think I watched. you have you you, you watched and you were and, and you were hit. Yes, you, you I was were mauled hit, yes. <laughs> hit very repeatedly. Hard. But by people who were better athletes. I'm not saying that to slam your athletic ability. No, no, you no. It's very true. Quite true. Yeah, you I mean you you played against like Ed Chester. You you're going to get it handed oh, to you, right? I love Ed Chester so much. That, yeah, yeah. It, but he it he makes beat me you up, mad right? Every Well, he did, but he was so nice about it. That that's the yeah, best yeah, part. Yeah. He would head slap me and then be like, "How you doing, Andy? You all right?" And but it just makes me <laughs> mad because that that's a guy who should have had a long NFL career. He was the first person who ever cashed one of his insurance policies cuz he had yeah. he had the McKenzie Milton knee injury against LSU. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A terrible knee injury, right? Um, that yeah. you really, that uh, until very recently, you wouldn't be able to come back from. That is, that is for somebody like me who wasn't that close to the game. Uh, I'm now in this weird spot where I know what's going to happen before the play, but I, I always, can't always tell you what's going to happen. Okay, so yeah. um, you remember 2019 cocktail party. There is... yes a long pass play to um, not George Pickens, but another Georgia wide receiver that essentially broke the game open. It was fairly tight. And then there's this like long pass down the field. Well, there there that, was a, I know there was a third down conversion to it, to the tight end to, I believe it, I think it was Wolf who had yeah, not out of an under that year out of an under, out of an under center formation that they hadn't run whole game. So they're setting up in the stands and I'm watching from the stands and they set up in this and I just yell out. I was like, it's a play action deep to the left side to like, you know, this guy. And oh, this like, is, nobody... I'm thinking of a different play with the tight end. Okay. I know which one you're talking about now. Yeah. Yep. I'm like this. I'm like, this is going to him and everyone needs to see it. Cause this is totally unlike anything they've done the whole game. And I couldn't like, I just finished that sentence and then they call it right. 
And I was like, this is my hell now, right? This is my hell to be like just expert enough that I know what's happening. But like I'm in no position to do anything about it ever. Exactly. Well, I, yeah, I had my first taste of play calling over the weekend. And unfortunately, uh, yep. I, I found out you don't have any choice, you know, really say in the matter once you've called the play. Like then it's up to a bunch of 19 year olds and, and it gets really interesting. How, ter- how terrifying is that? Did you actually sort of take emotional custody of that moment when you oh, were like, was, oh, God, please don't mess that up? I was so ha- I was so excited because I had a, I had a strategy going into the, the first play I called. I was I was calling defense and, you know, these are the offensive linemen like me getting into the spring game. But there, yeah. there were some t- there were some second teamers, too. So some guys who could actually play. And but my thinking is they don't play 11 on 11 very often together. So their communication is not going to be stellar. So let's yeah. run the, the most exotic pressure I have, which is a, a zone blitz uh, where the nickel comes from the field side. And it worked. I mean, it wasn't any of the linemen. The linemen did that, what they were supposed to do. Uh, one of the backs just messed up. Didn't look backside when he, when he had it. And I was running a five-man blitz in, or a five-man pressure into a seven-man protection. So I should have been destroyed on that play. And but I didn't know that until I watched it on Sunday morning. In the moment, I'm like, this is easy. I'm great at this. And then Sunday morning, I'm like, oh, I'm not good at this. I'm so, so, so you, lucky you, that you back were, went you, the wrong way. You, you were basically like, I'm all in, and you won the hand, and then realized, oh God, I could have been taken for everything. Oh, yeah, 100 percent And that, but that's every play. I mean, the best, the best series of plays, the best like two-play series that was called uh was andrea adelson she had a a counter on third and two that that hit for like 15 yards she goes tempo and it's supposed to be a bunch formation uh quick pass gene uh gene deckerhoff has not called a play like he's just over there on on the well we were on the same sideline but he doesn't know we're doing tempo and he's got the defensive coaches screaming in his headset, hey, they're going tempo, call a play, call a play. So nobody knows what's going on on defense. If we snap the ball, it's a touchdown. But we had somebody jump. So that's, ah. and that's it. These millionaires, everything, whether they're, they, how we view them as human beings and, and how we view their intelligence is essentially wrapped in what they can make some 19 year olds do or don't do and how well they can deal with their impulse control. That's I, I cannot imagine, by the way, Andrea Adelson, excellent work. That is superb video game football play calling by going tempo right after a big play, go tempo and then immediately go quick pass. Oh, that is an NCAA 2014 classic. Oh, I was I was mad because if if I got inside the ten, I was going. If I hit a pat, you know, a, a deep play inside, and then got inside the ten, I was going tempo inside zone for those free yards. I love it. Like I had a I had a like ten minute conversation last summer with Lane Kiffin about the glory of free yards on the ground when you're going fast. Oh yeah, 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 and it it works. It works no matter. It works in all simulators and in real life every single time along with texas inside the texas inside the uh 10 yard line run a texas route with the running back sneak a little tight end behind that what could go wrong in real life by by running that um yeah i i i really love at this point 
like the things that I love after being after doing whatever I do for this long around college football is this. I, I love that there is a community of people that I feel like if I don't think I, I think they were revealed by the internet. I don't think that they were necessarily created, but that people feel oh, yeah, like they, they, they have, were always there. They just didn't yeah. have a place to gather or a voice. But there were so many. There were so. F- there, there were fewer but much more powerful gatekeepers pre-internet. Yeah. And so the gatekeepers decided, no, it's this guy who writes blazing hot takes three days a week for 800 words down the left side of your newspaper page. He's the one who's allowed to write opinions. And then these other guys, they're just going to cover the news of the day, but they're not going to really say much about it. And that's that's it. That's how you will interact with the sport. And then there's some people on ESPN. Yeah. It's, it's so much better than that. I, the meritocracy of the internet has made college football coverage so much more fun. And I remember you and I having this conversation maybe 10 years ago about how come the NFL can't be fun? How come the, the coverage of the NFL can't be fun? All it took was them to steal some college offenses, and now the NFL is fun. The NFL can be very fun. And I, I don't think that's really caught up to – I don't think the media is really caught up to that. You know, I don't think the community's really caught up to that for a lot of reasons. I don't think there's, I don't think there are a lot of compelling financial reasons for people to be very interesting, especially if they have to talk to people. You know, if you have to talk to people in college football, you know, there's a lot of different ways to get around somebody not liking you or somebody not thinking you're serious. In the NFL, that's a firm decision. You know, like suddenly, like that, that the, the company has decided that, you know, you're not somebody who gets anything and you're not somebody who gets talked to. And that's pretty final. College, it's a little more porous. So you can still be, I think, pretty interesting and have some enemies. You know, I there's not a well, lot of guys yeah, like that in the NFL. Especially covering, covering it nationally, you, you can. Like, I remember a conversation I had with the sports information director at UConn. I was going to write a story about one of their new coordinators and, uh, I had talked to the the coach about it, and then the story gets scuttled because Randy Edsel didn't didn't want anybody interviewing the coordinators. And uh, at, at that time, and he's like, "Yeah, you can call back in two months." I'm like, "In two months, I'm going to be writing about Alabama. This is this yeah. is the time I'm going to write about UConn. So if you'd like me to write a story about your new coordinator, I will write it now. If not, that's fine. You're UConn. You don't get to dictate terms. Alabama no. gets to dictate terms, but you don't." So that that's why, but but you could and, and I could at this point with you know being a national writer I could piss off even a nationally prominent program. There are still other programs that I can write about. Yeah, or there's ways to write about those programs where you're backdooring it, right? Where you're like, okay, oh, I can write a like I can write an outline of you in the snow without ever necessarily you know touching you, right? And I can yeah. paint a picture without getting you know like eventually players and agents are going to talk, and that's where. That's where you can get a lot of the stories. You know, you might have to I, wait I'm two or three years because players now in college football are are more free to express themselves. Uh, you know, if Iowa players are allowed to tweet, then then people are are now allowed to talk. So <laughs> I think the the tyranny of the SID is is coming to an end very quickly. That we're we're probably going to get we're going to start getting more out of the players at the college level. Similar to what you get in the NFL, because the NFL, an NFL player, if he's got something to say, he's going to say it. Yeah. I think we're going to get that in college now, too. Yeah. And that'll be, it'll be a shocking adjustment for some fans, I think, to, to have to deal with players actually being as vocal as they want to be at Having the age agency? Of, 
Yeah, I'd like the I'd like for everybody to just be very forgiving because uh, they are going to be in the public spotlight with every available social media bullhorn they care to pull off the shelf, and they're going to be eighteen to twenty two. Put yourself yeah. in their shoes. Be eighteen <laughs> to twenty two. Go back oh. to the some of the things that you probably said or did when you're eighteen to twenty two. And I I just like everybody to go ahead and give like don't play bump and run. Okay, we're gonna give everybody <laughs> a little cushion here. And when yeah. they get a little bit, when they get a little bit out of pocket, you're just gonna go. This is a learning opportunity. We can step back. <laughs> you know, this is not fully formed. Can Can you and, imagine if we had been able to to broadcast something to millions of people at 19 years old? I mean, I would have said so. I would have been canceled a hundred times before I turned 20. Listen, man the the weekend the weekend when I discovered recreational drugs would have been an amazing weekend <laughs> on social media. Would have been phenomenal, and I'm I mean, the, really the, glad. The worst, the the worst surviving relic at a college. Because I mean, think about when we were in college. If someone wanted to take an embarrassing picture of you, they had to take yeah. the picture. They then had to take it to Eckerd and get it developed. Mm-hmm. And if it was really embarrassing, they might not want the person at Eckerd to see it. So. Yeah. So the most embarrassing picture that that survived of me in college is me passed out in a lazy boy with a uh, with a Michelob light bottle in my cleavage, essentially being being yeah. nestled by my bosoms. And it was I mean, it's an ugly picture, but and but that's it. There were many that's- more opportunities, but nobody was willing to go to the effort. So so that's the worst photo of you. I, I'm in, pretty sure in college. Okay, that's good. That's I mean, definitely, it's definitely. That's the, worst the only photo one I've seen. Nobody showed me the other ones. So okay, that's good. That's good. You're fortunate. Let me just put it that way. Also well, unfortunate my, that social media. My didn't friends exist. were very scared to to have the person at Eckerd see whatever it is. That they would see. <laughs> this is because your friends weren't degenerates, and that speaks well to them. Okay, I think my so friends too. would have been like, I cannot wait for a stranger to see this. <laughs> we're gonna get doubles. I'm going to wait here sure and get watch the I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make you see what happened. And I'm going to watch your reaction. That's probably what my friends would have done. Oh, my God. It, I, I just I, I can't even imagine because I would say anything at 18 years old. And I was sure yeah. that I knew everything. I was sure that I was smarter than everyone else. So, by God, people would want to listen to me. Oh, this is I'm not sure what's changed, a, actually. I, I yeah, no, I, I don't think any I don't think you really change a lot. I just think you you get a break, right? You get a, a some like a, when somebody says, you know, I have no filter, but I developed one. Okay. That means the same idiot is still back there pulling the strings. It's just that you sure. know you, you've learned you've learned what particular inputs on the machine will put you in the ditch fast. Yeah, so this this idiot would like to stay it. employed for the moment. That's yeah, that's where yeah. I'm at. But, but yeah. you're right. You know, a 19-year-old in that situation thrust into fame for the first time is bad to say something bad, dumb. Which is where, which it. is where, by the way, like I think we're gonna end up if we get everything that we want to get in terms of NLI and 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 mm-hmm. making sure, which is I, I want to ask you about that, right? Oh so my like, god. If a guest I, is like, I want to ask you about to, this. I, I was talking to uh Blake Lawrence from from Open Doors and and they they're probably going to be the clearinghouse for all those deals. They're they're the clearinghouse for all the deals in the pro sports. And you know, he knows how this works. He understands where the money is. It's it's on YouTube, it's on Twitch, it's on, you know, like Discord like you guys are doing. Um Yeah. But 
Think about YouTubers. Think about, well, think about Myers, Myers Leonard, for example, yeah. who was streaming a game. I mean, there are going to be a bunch of those. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And uh, there's going to be a lot of people watching and waiting. Because remember on Twitch, here's the, here's the mother about Twitch, okay? Here's the thing. You can clip anything anytime you want. Anytime you want, you can go back and if and I don't mean if you're the user who's streaming, I mean someone watching anybody. Yeah. Anybody. If something even slightly askance happens, you can go back and clip it. You a third party can just come in, watch a stream, clip it. You've said something dumb and it's not even it's not even in your control. It's not in your hands, right? We we can be we can all be Bubba Prog. We could ex- we can all be Bubba Prog. We can all sample whatever we want from Twitch at any time. So be careful in those streets. I think this is like, there's going to be a couple things. One, you're going to get really polished 20-year-olds. No doubt. Really polished 20 and 21-year-olds who uh, learn real quick what to say and what not to say. Okay? Because we say, oh, they're 18. They don't know what they're saying. No, no, no. Their brains are young and agile. They'll figure it out real fast. Well, and the other what thing is say, they've been on camera their whole lives. Yeah, I think we're looking at it through our lens of we didn't get on on camera until we were into our professional lives. They have been yeah. on camera since they were nine. Yeah. And by the way, maybe not even just in an athletic context. A lot of these right. guys probably all already do this stuff. They probably already yeah. stream. They probably already they stream. Um, they're, yeah, they're streaming when they're playing Call of Duty or Warzone or yeah. And, yeah. and that's what, because my son is 11 and, and he and his sister, who's nine, are constantly asking, when can we become YouTubers? I'm like, not yet, because no, the internet not is yet. forever. Not till you learn the, the internet is forever. <laughs> yeah, not, 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 until, not until you learn, because um, the other thing, too, is that we, we now actually have like an established internet patois. So there's, I think, you know, because people will imitate it until they actually exist within that space. Yeah. And you hear a lot of kids, you know, I'm sure if a parent is listening to this, you'll say, you'll might shiver when I say this, any of your kids just said, like, and subscribe randomly. That's, <laughs> that's exactly that. right. Yeah, my, no, my kids say it all the time. Well, that's yeah. what I didn't, I didn't understand any of the, how the NLI stuff or NL, NIL stuff would work until my kids really got into YouTube until they started watching people who randomly scream about Minecraft for three hours at a time. And I was yeah. like, what, why do you watch this? This sucks. And they're like, no, it's awesome. And, and then you see, oh, these people are making real money. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And, and doing it, by the way, like in a way where a lot of the time, you know, they're putting in serious hours. This is why I'm waiting for the first yeah. player to have a conversation with his coach about choosing football or streaming. That's gonna happen. We're gonna have. Oh yeah. I mean, if that, Co- if that already coach, we got. Hasn't we can't happened. move practice. I got a live stream. <laughs> Listen, I got this. I got this. This whole thing that I gotta do with like two other gamers and like, <laughs> you know, the first guy was like, yeah, for like Ninja asked me to play Fortnite. Coach, I gotta go. And some coach is going to have to have this very long conversation with. Okay, okay. So, it's a stream. Who's canoeing? No, it's a stream. You go on, you play. Oh, you people watch you play video. Yeah, yeah, Coach Saban. People. Will so watch my daughter, my daughter can, games. my daughter can hear me through the door. She just texted me. They be rich with the uh, with the, <laughs> yeah. with the dollar sign eyes and tongue emoji. So. Yeah, no, that's 
that's gonna happen, you know. Like, I, and I and I will say that even if they're not dedicated at this, part of this economy comes from novelty and from random elements that you didn't expect to meet meeting. So and here's the best a, example so, I have of this is um, yeah. is is Drake and Juju Smith-Schuster showing up to Ninja's live stream yes. of Fortnite like a couple of years ago, and I was like. So what if, like, if I was going to rewind it to this year, what if I just said, hey, it's wild, like Devontae Smith showed up, right? People yeah. would just, people would flock to it just because they go, I don't know, maybe let's, let's see if he's got some game. Well, so, okay, let's, let's take this 19 steps ahead, though, because we got to think yeah. like the college football cops, which is the other half of the people on, on the college football internet, where, yeah. where they're just looking for an NCAA violation around every corner. This is not an NCAA violation. Who's the first person that Google's going to sue for fraud because they built a bot to watch their favorite players' YouTube stream as many times as possible to get their ad revenue up? Ooh, that's a good one. I think if I was thinking digital shenanigans that were kind of clumsy, because that's that's that would be that'd be something that you could detect pretty easily. I like, I would imagine Google has the 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 infrastructure to detect that within about two minutes right now. Right, right. So I was thinking somebody who's going to like cheat but not do it real. This just feels like a University of Miami ploy. It does. I don't know. It, it feels it, like Chip Kelly wrote a check to a uh, to a handler and said, "Oh, he's recruiting." That th that scandal always makes me laugh because everybody's like, "Oh, you know, Chip Kelly was, you know, he shouldn't have been doing that." And like, no, no, no. He just he you you could tell he doesn't do that very much because he did it badly. Like, yeah, he thought he was being slick. He thought he, he found a loophole. If you're really doing that, you don't care about loopholes. No, if you're really doing that, you're paying with cash. That That's that's <laughs> you're finding a way a way to pay with cash. Right. Yeah. And and that's uh, so I was like, that might happen. That, that kind of feels like something that could happen with like an SMU level school. And I say that um, in our parlance not necessarily smu specific but like right. a mid-major or somebody who is gonna blow a bunch of money and not really I, i'm care so excited for what smu could be in this new era i really am oh they dude that could be magnificent like this is everything that we could get with a school with a couple of dedicated billionaire boosters i just want one person from stanford to care like really care <laughs> oh, i want one tremendous. person I want one person with a recent Silicon Valley IPO to just decide I've had it with people not disrupting this industry. That's what I want to hear. We want to disrupt college football recruiting. Oh, at that point, I'm selling everything I own and covering that story. Oh, I, I, it'll, I, it'll I, end brilliantly. We'll be right back after these words. Let me, let me turn this, us to the charity bowl right now because sure this is what i love about the way you so for those who don't know and and you need to know this you you the the charity bowl is an annual fundraiser where basically spencer and his pals holly anderson and and jason kirk and ryan nanny they pit schools against one another pit fan bases against one another it, they they tap into the morality play that is college football even though most of us know it's not really a morality play, but there's a there's a very dedicated portion of the fan base that thinks it is. So 
This is this is you subverting that. And obviously most of the people don't need money know it's not. But but this is your chance to be a Michigan man and be a better human than an Ohio yeah. State fan. Yeah, by taunting them with your generosity and more specifically doing it in the format of a donation that is usually a score of your team humiliating them. That is like that is okay. The Michigan pro, fans is, have to go back fairly Michigan far. Michigan fans, Michigan fans get very creative with their donations, which I appreciate. Some of them, I, we have gotten donations in the past that are number of days since we've beaten Ohio State as a sort of statement of purpose. That I hey, like it. I don't want to. I don't want to forget this. Right. I don't. Here we're we're putting this up. I'm putting that number on the board just so the team, just so the team knows what's up. Which I love. I love that they take something bad and they're like, we're not hiding from it. In fact, I'm going to put I, it. I'm going to put it right here in cold hard cash. So, so this this year you're helping New American Pathways, which is an Atlanta based mm-hmm. nonprofit. They they help refugees get established and and you know how te- help teach them how to live in this country and and you know the pathway towards citizenship and all that. And uh, the CEO of this organization you used to work with back yep. when you had a day job, right? Yep, back when I back when I had a non sports day job, um, I used to work uh, in the education program, uh, which is you know a lot of like helping to tutor high schoolers who come over because imagine being in ninth grade and suddenly you uh, are not in a new school but uh, also a new country. That's that's kind of the, the gig that they I, have to. Yeah, and I, and obviously we've all gone to school with kids like that who gets dropped who get dropped in, don't know yeah. the language. I mean, it is it's got to be terrifying. I I talked to a, a German uh, guy who 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 has come over to play football the other day, and his English is really good. But he said when he got here in September, it wasn't. And I'm thinking, how scary is that? Like as a 16 year old yeah. kid, like you don't know what anybody's saying. Or in this case, some of these kids might have been in some extremely non traditional educational environments. Due to strife, conflict, right. war, moving around, right? They might have been in, a, yeah, uh, running, running from a you know from another coup or whatever. Yeah, it's yeah, it's like ridiculous. people, yeah, or two or three different school, not just two or three different school systems. You think it's difficult doing that within the country? Well, what if I was like two or three different entire educational systems? You might have, you might have that as well uh, on top of everything else that they had to deal with environmentally that's just one of the things that we're raising money for it are programs like that that new american pathways does and that i worked with at other organizations and this was this was not something that really like when you go hey did you guys start this on purpose and i'm like well obviously yeah at one point we decided we were doing it but it this was just a fun trick to see if you could you know pull off to go well will people really donate like this because i just think it's a really it's a fun way to turn the kind of you know spite and uh, you know, petty grudges that the sport just thrives on, and turn it into something charitable. The, the tickling of Texas A and M fans this week has been tremendous. Show those Texas people you're richer than they are. I, I mean, oh it's, yeah, it's the ultimate button to push. It's perfect. We will like that's you, you got to hit that time and time again. Is you know you, you can play on you play on different teams' insecurities. You play on it, the thing that we've discovered, I think, in the last three or four years of doing this. And th- that's the fun thing now is that you go, well, man, we've been doing this for three or four years. We can really like, we can really bust out the tools because we have a lot of data on how people actually behave and what motivates them or what doesn't. And we don't know all that. Sometimes people will just donate for the weirdest reasons. You have absolutely no idea why. My favorite thing 
is finding little micro rivalries. It's like a NASCAR race when you go, okay, well, first place is <laughs> first place is pretty well decided. You know, like Jimmy Johnson's leading by 500 miles. Like nobody will catch him today. But that battle for fourth, man, that battle for fourth is pretty savage. Or even, you know, like uh, Washington and Lee, like or we have uh, William and Mary chime in and they're like, yeah, let's see what you want, Washington and Lee. You know, weird rivalries like that spring up. UVA and Virginia Tech go at it um, and, and they go at it pointedly. Their donations come in marked like, you know, ha ha, wah take that Hokies. And they'll go back and forth for a day or two. Uh, until, you know, they've both managed to donate, you know, a pretty astonishing sum of money for a good cause. So I'm happy to encourage all of these little bar fights on the Internet. Well, let, let me explain the stakes to people, because uh, so I listened to your most recent episode of Shutdown Fullcast, and you recorded that Monday night. And as of Monday night, mm-hmm. you would you would raise two hundred nine thousand uh, dollars. Yep. You're going through this week. Do, do we have a current total right now? Or have you not had, had a chance? Yeah, to no. Check? Current, current total is just over two hundred seventy-five thousand dollars on Tuesday. All right. So I know it's th- this is bold and daring, but if you can get to a million, folks, Spencer will shave his beard. I'll shave the if whole. If you thing. know who Spencer is, if you have seen Spencer on the SEC Network, he's on Thinking Out Loud on the SEC Network. By the way, I should have mentioned that at the top. But this beard is magnificent. It has been okay. How how many years in the works is this beard? Uh, this beard is about five years, five, wow. five full years. I went and climbed a maybe six at this point because I went and climbed a mountain in uh, Mexico and uh, failed to top out, by the way. Cardio. Cardio wasn't up to it and the altitude was kicking my ass. So um, we came down and I just didn't shave and I didn't really see a reason to shave and it just kind of suited me. No, I don't want to see all this head. I have an enormous head. The more I, the more of this head I can cover with hair, the better, in my opinion. And hashtag uh, make him smooth. By the way, I was shocked that the uh, the domain makehimsmooth.com was not taken. It's not like some sort of depilatory. It's not some kind of like manscaping product. No, I was I was available. assuming just straight fetish, Spencer. I wasn't going to go commerce, but yeah, no, sure. okay, yeah, that's that's you know what. Commerce and fetish, no longer separate things, thanks to the internet, right? That's true. That That's is true. Yeah, but that is, um, I will, if we get to a million, which I I would be legit, this is speaking seriously, I would be stunned if we got to a million. But if we do, I'm just going to say it, I will totally shave this beard. And then everyone will become instantly sorry that they raised a million dollars once they see the photos. All right, so just so we can get more people donating and get you closer to that, edsbscharitybowl.com and click yep. donate. Uh, there's also a, a number you can text, correct? That is correct. You can uh, text EDSBS, that's EDSBS, to, uh, let me get the exact number. Oh, I've, I've, I've got right one. I'm, I'm on the site now. Text charitybowl21 to 91999. Yep. Charity Bowl 21 to 91999, and it will take you to the site you can complete. You will dedicate your uh, donation to one of the schools from the drop down menu. That's very important. You got you got to dedicate it. You got to say, hey, it's going to this school. Otherwise, um, we have a policy that is not entirely uh, it's not entirely ironclad. But I will say this, that um, 
we have joked for years that you should just, if you don't know where to go to school, you should just go to Arizona State. It's a good school. I can't argue I, with that. It's a state school. Um, the weather's near the warm. airport. It's near the airport. If you like the outdoors, Arizona's a great place to be. Um, football if you don't stadium like is built inside of a mountain. Oh, football! So it's it. Can I tell you this? Your collegiate experience would start with, yeah, my football team plays on Frank Cush Field. <laughs> that's 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 where it, it, it that's where it starts. Uh, you won't have a bad time, and your mascot is like the devil, which it, I've gone over this on the many actual different, devil. Yes, many different formats and platforms before. All right. But the cartoon devil and any music about the cartoon or cartoonish devil is the greatest music on the planet, right? Like, yeah, <laughs> sure, you got Handel's, Handel's Messiah, but like Mark of the Beast by Iron Maiden, if you're singing a song about Satan, then like you, me, and everyone else who loves Tenacious D is in heaven singing about hell because it's just, it's the coolest, does, right? Does that, does that mean we have to sing tribute as well? Yeah, we could sing tribute, the song that's about the greatest song in the world. Yeah, like that's if you grew up on any kind of metal, you understand where I'm coming from here. Um, but that is all that is all my way of saying that if you do not designate where your donation goes, it's probably going to Arizona State by default. I, I can't argue with that. I, I I feel like if my kids can't decide on a college, I'm just going to ship them to Tempe. That's I think like I, I really think this is the move. Like if you're not sure, just go to Arizona State. You know, you're like, oh, I don't know where I'm going. I'm trying to decide between uh Harvard or Caltech. I don't know. Nope. If you I'm sorry. If you, if you can't make a decision, you're a sun devil, damn it. You're listen, you're a sun devil, okay? I'm just gonna have you talk to Phil Mickelson for five minutes. He'll tell you how great it was, and then well, her. Uh, I mean, Herm. Now you you just have Herm. Yeah, I bet her. I bet Herm would just call. Like even if you're not a football player, like so. I hear you're thinking of coming to Arizona State, and he'll just close you. You, you could tell Herm, by the way, like it, like what they wanted to major in, and in what school. You'd be like, yeah, I don't know. I was really thinking about going to princeton and really majoring in political science and herm would with all sincerity say i don't know what either of those things are what i do know is this <laughs> like he would just he would just be like you don't want to do that but be would, like, I don't would know. he do I the same talking. if you said you were going to major in turf grass science at mississippi state that that's the question no 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 he'd be like well that's a good program you should probably go there <laughs> Yeah, a fine program, really, but a fine program. The, those people make really pretty grass. I gotta say, it's the desert. It's a little hard to do that out here. We do our best. But. Tiff, tiff way. <laughs> I'm very proud, by the way. I got a family member. Who knows? He might be listening to this. I got a family member who was majoring in business at Mississippi State. He went back to his folks and he said, "You know what? I'm feeling really passionate about something, and I want to change my major." And he's like, "Well, what?" And he goes. I want to major in turf science. And I'm, oh. I'm happy because me and my mom were the only people in the family who were like, awesome. Yes. Listen, as someone, as someone who just cleared his own lawn and then laid new sod, God bless that man. Because you know, maybe, <laughs> maybe he designed the strain of Zoysia that I just put down that is currently thriving in my yard. Yeah. So I, 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 God bless you, Mississippi State Turfgrass Program. Yeah. It's, I, I'm so happy. I was like, in case I... In case I wasn't SEC enough already, in case I didn't have my bona fides, 
I now have a relative who's majoring in turf science at Mississippi State. Speaking speaking of yard work, I I, I want to get into my favorite thing of yours that you've done in the last couple of years because the the thing about yeah, like you find I don't know if someone if people send this to you or you just are so online that you just this stuff comes to you like you're a magnet. But you find all these things on the internet that you'd never find otherwise. Uh, you, unlike Rex Chapman, you actually give the people credit for it when they when they do it. But um, always, this is a uh, this is a video that was on TikTok, and then you obsessed over it and tracked down the people from the video. So I'm just gonna play it for everybody, uh, just to, just experience the majesty. Oh great. Now 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 it won't Oh, here we go. Now we've got the sound. Here we go. Yeah. So, so the sound you yeah. hear is the dangerously unqualified lawn guy cutting down a pine tree mm-hmm. and the pine tree then hitting the roof of the house. And I like you watched this thing 500 times immediately after seeing it. And what happened, you always know it's a good story if you say, well, what happened was, um, see. and what happened was uh, the guy, I, I was laughing about it and could not stop posting about it. And I get this DM from a guy who's like, oh yeah, that's, that's my house. And, uh, you know, <laughs> it's normally when you, normally when you get that, you go, ah, this is just someone yanking my chain. This is not. There's no way this could actually be this guy. So I started, I ask his name and, you know, you do the, I I do the fake journalist thing of, you know, making sure who he is, right? Because what I really want to do is just go, okay, tell me everything. But, you know, I have to actually pretend, I have to actually pretend uh, to care whether this is real, right? (laughs) So I verify that it's real because, you know, it's too good a story not to be. And it turns out to be so much better than I really wanted it to be. Whenever somebody says you should never, ever skimp on paying something for your house, on paying a professional, what what dads always say, don't skimp on paying a professional. Two things. One, uh, not all dads do this. Some dads are happy to not pay a professional because it's a lot of money. And two, they're right. You should not skimp because that's exactly what happened to the owner of this house. They paid a guy who was like, yeah, I could take that tree down. Yeah, you got any experience doing it? Oh yeah, I got some experience doing it. You had no experience. It's the first time you'd ever tried I, to so do it. So we we like just that. had a 30 foot tall laurel oak removed from our house. We did not skimp. <laughs> and it's not it's not cheap to have it done, but it is no kind of poetic to watch the like the the guy who does the 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 heavy lifting at this company, he's like this six eight dude who just puts the little you know harness on and like shimmies up the tree. And just starts yeah. hacking things off. And but they've got pulleys and levers and all these different things to make sure nothing actually hits anything. This this guy's just like, I got a big ass saw and there's a tree, and we're gonna take that sucker down for twelve hundred bucks. This, this is in Texas. <laughs> so just if you were wondering, like, wow, where who where would this text? Okay, that makes sense. Yep. This is in Texas. Uh they did have significant structural damage to the house. Uh, that that's like if you go wow how messed up was the house the answer is very and did the guy who was taking the tree down demand payment for this yes he did yes he did because he got <laughs> half up front. after it hit the house 
uh-huh because what was the deal he was supposed to take the tree down and he the tree argued was down he argued that he in fact had taken the tree down uh which i gotta say flawless logic to me <laughs> he did if that was the deal you cut with him then the problem is not in the execution but in the contract and the person who wrote it sir that's yeah again that's how you know i went to florida i'm like well what did the contract say oh no, the tree just had to come down mm, go gators is sorry the tree down the tree is down all right trees da- trees down you got to pay up sucker wow this is it's just amazing and it, just the, the the level of surprise in his voice that turns into not really surprise <laughs> within <laughs> half a second like oh this wait I didn't do this right. Of course I didn't do this right. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> yeah, that that there were that there were previous failures in this man's life that he I, I, this this scene he remembered my all mind, of them the, the minute this happened, right? <laughs> oh yeah. I've it done it again. Flooding back to him. Yeah. Oh god, Randy, you messed it up again. I I I actually this was this was going through my mind quite a bit a few weeks ago because we we had this thing in our backyard which the tree service people are like, that's actually a weed, even though it looks like a tree. And it's basically these three stalks that had grown about 20 feet high of weed. And they had basically trunks. And I'm like, you know what? I don't need to call the tree service to get rid of this. I got an ax. So I get the first two stalks (laughs) down. Then comes the biggest one, which is really probably 15 to 20 feet tall. And, Mm -hmm. I'm starting to chop it down and it's starting to not fall the right way because it's right next to the fence. And I'm like, okay, (laughs) if this falls exactly wrong, it's going to break this piece of fence and then it's going to at least tear some shingles off my neighbor's house. And that's not, and my neighbor's great. Like you've seen home improvement, that guy, Wilson. Imagine if Wilson hung a Coors light over the fence every time he saw you. That's my neighbor. He's the best. That guy. And so, he would have been fine with it as long as I paid for the damage, but I didn't want to deal with all that. And so I'm thinking, how am I going to do this? Am I, am I going to just like hug, bear hug this tree and try to get it down? I'm like, no, it's a freaking tree. I can't do this. And so finally, I just, I, I, my inner Randy from the video in Texas came out and I'm like, you know what? This thing's going to fall and whatever happens is going to happen. And it, Fortunately, it fell in a way that it very softly wedged against the fence, dropped some leaves on his roof, but I was able to drag it off without causing serious damage. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to count this as a win, and I'm never going to do this again. I will pay for it every single time now. Yeah, no, you dodged it. You really did. You really leaked. This is, this is, I've had this conversation that with other people that, we're really not very skilled and you don't know it until you have to actually perform a basic task that's sort of like me calling plays i wasn't very skilled at that either no like we we really i don't think people have enough respect for skill that's why i always wanted in the olympics i always wanted somebody to try the event before the professionals came out just to give everybody an idea of how hard it is like i wanted uh, a combination of pros versus joes and jackass every time there was a new Olympic event. We just pulled someone from the stands and said, Hey, here's the pommel horse, or here's the vault. Oh my God. Or here's, would be or here's cross or here's cross country skiing. We're gonna put one normal person on the course with everyone else just to show you how difficult this is. And when and once that person is done, 
breaking their femur or puking or doing whatever they're going to do, trying the event, everyone can uh, emerge with a newfound respect for whatever this event is, right? I, I think it would do a lot to really tone down a lot of the sorry, but I'm a built different internet warriors. <laughs> yes. Right. Cause like I like I if I've if I've changed at all in writing about sports is that I am so much more forgiving of players. Like I have just oh, like and coaches, like anybody who's anybody who's out there, like I'm not I'm now pretty much like if I'm laughing, like okay, when Marco Wilson threw the shoe, uh, I thought that was <laughs> Like the minute it happened, I was like, I love you so much. I do. Cause like, that is the most human thing you could do at that moment. That is the most relatable thing. The shoe's in your hand. What are you supposed to do with it? (laughs) Then he had it in his hand. And then without thinking was like, yeah, man, man, to hell with you. I'm throwing the shoe down. The 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 natural inclination is not to drop the shoe and say, here, sir, you've lost your footwear. The natural inclination just, in that moment is to chuck the shoe. We just won the game, and I've been I've been playing real hard. So you know what I'm going to do? Yoink! Just, just I'm I'm putting it down the field because what could happen? Oh! <laughs> and the minute he screwed up, I was like, uh, "We're I'm just going to have to love this man now because you just well, did and, and something." You, I I wonder when it dawned on him. That that's the other the other question is when was it as the shoe is flying through the air or was it when the ref turns on his mic and says throwing a shoe about 15 yards down uh, he he included a distance i can't remember what he estimated but do you think at that point he's like oh wait what wait uh, oh they, no wait, that they, they threw a flag <laughs> for that i think there's a little bit of that i think it was probably when he got that head slap I don't know. I can't remember who that was, but somebody like yeah, one I couldn't of the figure out if that was get... a man, great player. What did you do? I think it was a what did you do? And I think like I think that's the head slap of somebody who knew it, it might have been coming. You know, like yeah. like uh, who did the head slap, Marco? Ah, yeah, Marco Wood. And now we're all just gonna have to love him for it because I think there's probably yeah, there's probably a very dour and serious bunch of people who would like to opine about what a damnable act of unsportsmanlike conduct. I, I did really I did appreciate or... the the lack of think pieces on the shoe throw. Well it just because <laughs> it just broke your brain. Because like sometimes gonna... sometimes a shoe just wants to be thrown. And I get why there's a penalty. I mean at the very least it's delay of game. So <laughs> yeah. I, I understand. I don't I don't I'm not mad at the officials for calling it. They, they that's their job. But that shoe wanted to be thrown, let's be honest. Yeah, like and I'm a Florida fan. I saw it happen and like I advanced through every stage of grief straight to oh hey man, welcome to legends. <laughs> You're going we're putting you straight into the mythology here. Like you my, my, my son was at, at the game. Moment. He's like first thing he gets home, first thing I hear. So they call throwing a shoe. But Ricks doesn't get called for taunting before he crosses the goal line on the pick six. Come on. I'm like, <laughs> dude, you are too young to be complaining about the refs. You know, way too young to be blaming the refs for every loss. I think I think context helped, too, because that happened. And then Kay York hits a 57 yarder in the fog and you go, <laughs> yeah, we couldn't miss this. This was the, this is coming. Whatever this the was, amount of we, times we I've driven across Payne's Prairie which for those who don't know is just south of Gainesville on I-75. If you try to drive on Payne's Prairie at any point between 4 a.m. and and 7 a.m., which is if I'm trying to drive to Orlando to get to the airport, that's when I'm driving, uh, 
it is pea soup thick fog. It is exactly that fog that you saw in that game that night. The idea of anyone hitting a field goal in that fog of any distance is shocking to me. The idea of anyone hitting a field goal that long seems utterly impossible. And that's why I didn't, like, ever, you know, the Florida fans are, are, are freaking out about the call and the shoe throw and all that. And I'm like, guys, it was destiny. If he hit, if he's hitting that field goal in that fog, that was destiny. They were supposed to win. You're going to have to let it go. He hit a 57 yarder, y'all. A 57 He couldn't see yarder. the goalposts. <laughs> he was just guessing. <laughs> He's like, I think this tiny wicket is about 171 feet that way. <laughs> you know, you're just, you were, du- you were due, right? Like, that's like when somebody tells you like, I'm sorry, sir, you have cancer. You're like, oh God, well, well what kind of cancer? And they're like, everything, everything. You've got cancer of the toes. You're just yeah. Additionally, there's a huge boulder that's going to chase you for the rest of your life until it crushes you. You're just you're done. That was what that was what Florida was that night. You're like, what happened? Right. And, and yeah, and for LSU, really great, uh, yeah, for LSU, that's that's the Sometimes like, hey, it's just your what? night. Yeah, you know, you're you're you you slipped on a banana peel and you fell on a winning lottery ticket. And um, <laughs> other people can call that you know comedy. We call that a W. That's fine. That's fine. Like that's because you know what. We'll probably get knowing the way that the LSU Florida series is gone. That's us next year or down nope. the road. We're, we're going to no do doubt. something equally humiliating to you. We'll be right back after this message from one of our lovely sponsors. Remember, remember this, a Jim McElwain team won the sec East clinched it because Leonard Fournette, who at the time, mm-hmm. you know, Jags, Jags tenure aside, that that hadn't happened yet. As far as we knew at that point, Leonard Fournette was an unstoppable force with the football in his hands. Could not score at the goal line. Yeah. Yeah. Like that, 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 that shouldn't happen, but it happened. No. no. And, and the thing is, is that I, you know, like I now look at when that happens with players and you just go, Oh, buddy. <laughs> Like your your story just became a richer tapestry of human experience than we could possibly even imagine going into this game. That's you now. And and I kind of love you more for it. Like I have to there's very few things that a player can do on the field under the duress of playing a very stressful physical sport that you play in your underwear. You play can in you your imagine underwear wearing to, a helmet. To get back to our NFL college discussion, can you imagine a, a high stakes NFL game? Because the the stakes of the Florida LSU game at the time probably equate to a second weekend playoff game in the NFL. Can you yeah. imagine one of those turning on a sh- on a thrown shoe penalty and then a fifty seven yard field goal in a fog where you could see neither upright? Imagine oh, no. the people who call it the national football. Imagine their heads exploding. We, we would be having 30 for 30s about it. Like, like we'd have an NFL network doc on that game 10 days after. I guarantee you. And, and, re- and you know, you know what that it. is, Spencer? You know what that mm-hmm. is in college football? It's just another Saturday. <laughs> How do we do this, by the way, in college football? That we all knew, we all know who's going to win, and we still managed to have like games where we're like, I don't know, it's crazy. 
Something unpredictable yeah. happened. We have I mean, it's going gonna to be Alabama at the end, but how we get there, who knows? It's a lot like college football and wrestling have that in common where you're like, who's winning? Well, Roman Reigns is the guy right now. So <laughs> yeah, we're going to put him Ro over. Roman's going over. He's getting the strap. Yeah. Under the Undertaker is the Undertaker's, you know, still alive. So we're going to roll him out and have him win a match at WrestleMania. And that's what Alabama is probably going to be until Nick Saban's, you know, retired or dead. That's really what we're going to have. But in the meantime, oh man, the writers, they've got some amazing stuff thought up for this. Just amazing. You're going to love it. It's, it's it's unbelievable. It's bizarre to me that we managed to engineer that kind of unpredictability out of a sport where so much is is predictable and uh, but uh, again, Spencer, nineteen year olds, twenty year olds, yeah, that's how we engineer it. That's how it's it's baked into the into the crust. Yeah, and uh, I that's like if somebody goes, well, what's what's your differentiator between this and the pros? You know, I go. That's that's it, really. Like we we have this thing where we have players who are very unpredictable and who are, frankly, don't sometimes don't even understand what they're capable of. Adore Think about that. What an I idiot love, you were at nineteen, and how yeah. quasi responsible you were at thirty. And that's the difference between college football and the NFL. Yeah, yeah. Also, you don't really know what you can't do sometimes. Like I. I I love watching guys who were the fastest guy in their high school get out on the field and suddenly realize they weren't. <laughs> They're not anymore. <laughs> like oh. quarterbacks who drift toward the sidelines forever thinking, I'll just run out of this. You know, one of my Ooh. guys will get open. Yeah, no, no, nobody's. You're about to make a terrible mistake. Or athletes who have wildly uneven physical skill sets even if they are brilliant I mean, teddy bridgewater was one of my favorites because teddy bridgewater could not slide he could do everything else you wanted him to do on a football field but if teddy bridgewater louisville great and just a wonderful guy to watch at both at the nfl and the college level um teddy bridgewater whenever he slid he concussed himself he could not do it it was just he could do everything else just a brilliant dude who could probably like put you in all playing a game of cornhole in you know your backyard right when you go man that yeah. guy's got touch and he would try to slide and it was the worst thing i've ever seen but we we love it we 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 celebrate both we celebrate the throws he can make and the fact that he cannot slide because that's that's what we want we want both of those we want the duality we we don't I, I, we don't want the perfection want, of the NFL. They're no. just too good at everything. They and it is by the way like I think this has been it's cool to me because now like I can go watch an NFL game and just go oh god these guys are good. <laughs> they're oh yeah. Just, well cuz cuz now they're running incredible. essentially the same offenses and you're just like, "Oh, that's what it's like when everybody goes the correct direction that they're supposed to go that the coach has told them to go." Interesting. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's what it looks like or Andy Reid has taken a basic college play and he's put 15 evil bells and whistles on it. <laughs> and you think, oh man, that'd be really cool if we could do that. We could never do that. We can't. You, you can't do that. Your guys have to go to class or don't, but they've got to play Call of Duty and stream it. No, which, which again, I support. <laughs> I have always supported this. I don't, this might be a new era of player rights and voice. I have always supported a player's right. I, I, I have too. As a college I, student. I, I, I am, it's, it's weird for me because I went from being the person everybody said was insane when I would write about this stuff, you know, 10 years ago 
to now everybody wants to do that. And we're like, you're just like everybody else. I'm like, I know, but I was already like this. Do I get any credit for that? I give you credit for that. You were you were like Captain Olympic model. Go out and get your, <laughs> go out and get your money. Everybody right? gets get paid. With endorsements. To, tonight at the pit, everybody gets paid. That's that's all I want. I look, coaches get money, players get money. Go get money. That's that's that makes me very happy. And also, if, I want you to. It, can I just? I want you to think about if when you had like five hundred dollars in college. Like oh my in God, cash. I was a billionaire because. You, yeah. Well, the first th- the first thing I was buying was a keg, and calling everybody I knew, because a keg of Southpaw Light at the Cash and Carry on Thirty Fourth Street in Gainesville mm-hmm. was thirty six dollars. If you wanted to spend, be a big spender, you could go up to like forty two and get Coors Light. Yeah. How much was Ice House? Ice House was in the in the in the forties because it was a little yeah, higher alcohol it was, content. It was yeah, it was a weapon of mass destruction basically. Like Ice House yeah. was not. If you got a keg of Ice House, you were basically talking yourself into renting the steam cleaner it, at Cash and Carry you, as well. If you were in my apartment, you were there. drinking Southpaw. That that was that was as far as I would go. You know, if I got if I had just gotten my check from the Tallahassee Democrat when I was stringing for them in college, like it was going straight to Cash and Carry. Yeah, and then what were you doing with the rest? We were just like, yeah. That's my retirement money. I'm just gonna, you know, this is island money. <laughs> oh, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Or, or you know, that's on the border had the uh, the happy hour with the with the buffet, which was like three taquitos and yeah. four moldy chips. Uh, which you know, then you're just buying dollar drafts, and then uh, suddenly the money's gone. But that's okay. You write some more stories, they give you some more. That, that's that was my yeah. that was the my end of college existence. So. But yeah, now it's going to be you go you go stream a little bit, you know, make some make some content, and uh, and it'll just get it'll appear in your account. I'm just, I, imagine, I, yeah, I like, like imagine. I like to use imagine CF the luxury Twitter handle, but why not cash tags on the jerseys? Well, I I thought about this, and there's a clever dodge, which is that if you have a Twitter handle, there's an instant way for me to get from one click on your Twitter handle to whatever link tree you want to put up or whatever exactly. you want to put I was in about bio, to say, right? link, link tree is about to do a booming business in college football. Because all of a sudden, okay, hey, man, I really like that guy. Here's the thing. What's the first high school to do this? Because that's when we're going to see real money float around. Because once you're and in the boat like, and I've got you on scholarship. Like, IMG. No, it won't be IMG. It'll be, say, Thomas Aquinas on, on the East Coast and Modern Day on the West Coast. You know it. Is. You know it will. Mm-hmm. Once I get once I get that on there for high schoolers, hey man, there's no telling what might show up in the Venmo. Your notifications could be looking real fat. <laughs> Don't do Venmo though, because it's a little too public. Little yeah, too- no, you gotta you gotta put it, set it on private. Cash app. That's a, yeah, that's a good I, thing. Now is that I, now you can sort some, of judge people. You know, in the job, I've got some pretty you know some well known people's phone numbers. And I was scrolling through Venmo at one point and, and realized, oh, I can look in on the, the Venmo transactions of, a, of an NFL rookie now. Let's see what's going on. And <laughs> what, this, this NFL rookie was, was not, living, not living a particularly wild life. There was, there was a lot of pizza. There was, uh, there was some yeah. haircuts. But yeah, I was like, he should probably figure out a way that I can't see this. We should probably go private on this, buddy. We should probably go private. 
is what I'm thinking because uh, this could be fairly this could be rough on you if we're not uh, if we're not super careful about what we do. But that's like you know like that's another thing. <laughs> the the other thing that I've thought of is this that once there's a basic literacy with crypto, I mean, how are you? The NCAA became obsolete the minute the internet happened. Like the minute the internet happened, the NCAA was done. You were never going to be able to catch up to any notion of enforcing anything in this kind of open source environment where people can use aliases without punishment. Like it's just like you don't have any legal authority to track any of these down and it's hard enough for the feds to do that anyway how are you supposed to do it as basically a toothless nonprofit out of indianapolis with the technological literacy of um at best a kiwanis club like that's they're not <laughs> it's over dude <laughs> like, like you should it's done you at, know? as like, as it as it should be it is all yeah. as it should be and i i hope they actually keep trying for a little while because it's going to be more fun to watch them flail. I'm waiting for it, and I'm happy for that. And everyone who works there who has a, a shred of conscience should have left, you know, decades ago anyway. But but watching them do this is going to be great comedy. And like I, I've always like thought, well, you know, the funniest thing to me would be if you go and basically do, you know, Gandhi to break. Uh, British regulation of salt took a handful of seawater, like he marched to the ocean, took a handful of seawater and threw it on the rocks. And that was salt production and that put him in violation and they would have to arrest him. Where like I think everybody at a game should just throw a dollar at a player. Like just make it rain. <laughs> just like everybody who's over the tunnel should just throw cash at the players. That's it. Just just let them so go. The, the the Michigan money cannon that is being used for a good cause in the in the charity bowl. The actual yeah. physical manifestation of the Michigan money cannon should be firing out of the tunnel as they go slap the banner. Oh yeah, like no, what you fire? Well, we do that. You know, if you now let's let's keep market incentives what they are. You got to win, so we won't do it coming out of the tunnel. But when you're oh, coming back, back in, in, love it. When I'm love going it. back in, what's what's to keep me from doing that? You know, I'm just gonna uh, dump that. You know, and we're <laughs> and we basically we tip pool right. That's yeah. what we do. Like this is my taking people who are really against paying players and trying to hoist them on their own petard is my favorite thing. When somebody I know who is probably describes himself as a libertarian, right? Right. Who's like, you know, hey, my, my like uh, property rights and money. That's all I got. And I'm like, okay, cool. Uh, what about players? Okay, because because I really think they probably like money too, and they should be paid. Well, they should. Now nah, it's a school. Well, they, they cash I mean, you can't you that. can't give the quarterback any more than the the backup right guard because then there'll be arguments <laughs> in the locker room. That Watch sounds me. like a completely different <laughs> political ideology or economic ideology, but sh- okay. <laughs> I just always hear like Barry Switzer in my head going, "Hell, hell says I can't." Watch me. <laughs> I'll pay whatever I want for these players. <laughs> There's a market, you know. I'll give I'll uh, give their mamas whatever they want. Like and he would it, he would be glory because Barry Switzer because you you see these coaches and some coaches are are cool with it, understand what's going on. Other coaches are very much bucking against it, do not want anything to change. Barry Switzer would have been completely ahead of the curve. He would have been like, "Let's do it. What do you what do you need?" You, <laughs> 
He's like, I carry using a Bob Stoops tequila anyway. <laughs> yeah, hey, Bob, hey, Bobby, you're not working for Oklahoma anymore. Hook these, you know, get get these guys, get these boys selling tequila for you. All right, so you say he's got a he's got a, a a nerve disorder? No, it's Twitch. It's a streaming thing. Okay, cool, cool. What do we need to set up with that? So does he does he want to Twitch or not? You gotta get him with the Twitch. He'll be fine. Like I I know that this is gonna cause. Like this is going to cause some retirements. Like there's no way that we're going to get through this without some coaches just saying, I don't want to mess with it. If you had 30 or 40 mil in the bank and you got to learn an entirely new ecosystem, if you got to learn an entirely new way of doing things, oh, man, just do Roy Williams, just hang it up. Just hang it up. The good, like the, the good news for the schools though, there will be hundreds of people who will be happy to make millions of dollars to continue coaching in spite of this. <laughs> It's and 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 it's TV crazy how that works. <laughs> that for the moment are going to pay for all of this. They're going to allow a lot of foolishness to happen in the meantime. I wanted to ask you this: what what schools, like realistically, okay, okay, if we do name and likeness and we're allowing sponsorships, okay, not mm-hmm. all boosters are created equal. Not um, all schools have the same money. Who's really set to jump up a tier by? virtue of their association with large corporations that can plausibly sponsor athletes that my first you, you, i mean you know where i'm going you mentioned first stanford you mentioned stanford that's that's or, that's an easy one if anyone cares someone has to if care, anyone cares right? but smu and tulane there's there's money in the alumni bases there significant money. right but where so but what companies think, ago because my first thought was oregon with nike can't do it yeah because why can't remember because the second nike works to make Oregon better, Ohio State becomes an Adidas school. It's bad for oh, business so for got Nike. A, so they've got to balance out. Now why can't they why can't they Memphis and, begin Memphis and FedEx, however? <laughs> <They're> okay. <laughs> Which they would do. That's Fred exactly Smith would right. do that. Yeah. Fred Smith would 100 percent do that. So you know I mean, that, like, that's the thing you gotta you got to find that. But the problem is Nike's in, in the business of sports and, in, and specifically in the business of college sports. It's bad for Nike's business to just favor one school over the others. Yeah, so they can't do that at all, Mm-mm. especially with, you know, New Balance really, really well, coming exactly up. as they take <laughs> over. the. I was so disappointed to find out that Boston College was not doing New Balance for football. Like I want that. That would have been just one notch below Connecticut with Aeropostale. I don't think I think that we really don't appreciate how awesome that was as a decision to go. You know, with you know what Postel. I want? I want a team outfitted by Lululemon. I want the bougiest college football team in America. Okay, I'm gonna say I'm gonna just gonna go ahead and state that yes, I want this, and two, I would 100 be on board for this for their welfare and benefit because. It's so comfy, man. It's all it they're, so, men, they're men's. the anti-stink technology. I mean, all oh, of it. That's gonna that's gonna be it because you know somebody'll be like, yo, you go to that Lululemon school. You're going to that look at you going to that Lululemon school. And they're gonna turn around and be like, just try the Damn right I am. once. I look good. Try just try these once. Once, man. They'll be like, Yeah, listen, I didn't want to admit it, but uh damn, these are nice. Like that's oh I that's I, gonna I, happen. I'm never never wearing actual clothes again. I, I'm all athleisure all the way now. I I went through my bow tie phase. I'm done. It's 
It's it's all of <laughs> the dandy is dead. Long live the oh, dad. Yeah, no. If if it's socially acceptable to just wear tights, I'll do that. I, I'm not quite there yet. I got to lose a little more weight, but I'm um, I'm getting getting there. I can't. I cannot wait. By the way, for schools whose boosters have absolutely no marketable endorsements to try to do this. I was just thinking of like Kentucky, where like a lot of the donors to the program are guys who like run coal mines. Like, dang it! I gotta find some way to funnel money. This, this well, coal they, money. There'll be ways that they, they got to figure out how to use how to tip on Twitch, but there'll be ways. <laughs> just <laughs> wow! I got honestly I got just twenty three thousand dollars tip tonight. I really don't like. I don't understand how anybody's going to police that or why anyone should. Yeah. Like <laughs> you're going to end up with some wild recruiting stories. Absolutely oh, it's, wild. It's be and the so only good. person, the only people who are really going to have any ability to chase down any of this will be, uh, will be the IRS. That's it. Like you're going to see some <laughs> exactly. people who like so- sophomore wide receiver audited by IRS. <laughs> what do you mean? I have to pay for Twitch money. <laughs> Well, Spencer, you've just become one of the don't pay the players people. Don't they know they have you? They're going to have to pay taxes. <laughs> I think I've become the, I think I've become another person a libertarian hates, which is the person who's like, hey, you should pay your taxes. <laughs> you should probably well, stop, like, you should probably stop free riding on the work of others and pay your taxes, or I'm just going to put potholes in every road you drive on. Thanks. Listen. You want a tax deduction? <laughs> EDS <laughs> EDSBS Charity Bowl is going on right. That is correct. Freaking now. So we, you you want you want to deduct from your taxes? EDSBSCharityBowl.com. Go donate. I want to see this man clean shaven. We got to get to a million bucks. Also, Spencer behind the scenes is going to show me how to set up something like this. Uh, we did our our nugget eating challenge last year. That was just sort of a wild hair. We're like, hey, let's you know pick a charity of your choice, donate some money per nugget. We're going to do a much more organized version this year. I don't know if it's going to be chicken nuggets because that damn near killed me, but we will figure something out. But I, Spencer is going to explain to me how to raise tons of money for charity, and then we're going to do that too later this year. So Spencer, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, hey, my, my pleasure, Andy. All right, take care.